0: Andrew, here we are, start of the King's Church London podcast, Uh, been a long time coming, great to be able to just talk through the series, obviously we're starting a new series on the Holy Spirit and it's great to have just opportunities to chat about all things Holy Spirit and through the series, um, I guess one of the good things to to start our conversation would be, we've been thinking about the series for a long time Mm. as 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 a leadership team, as a church, what a there's things, I guess, that you're probably most excited about. Yeah. this series and some of the things you've been looking forward to and doing it. Yeah, I think so. For me, I mean, I
1: love teaching on the person, the Holy Spirit, but the the goal of this series really is not so not just to instruct, but it's the people encounter God. I think, mm. and and particularly, I think because I think in my life and in the lives of you know many of us as Christians that the the sense of a powerful encounters with the holy spirit sometimes those moments which you can just look back to even decades later and see what god did and see how god shaped you and they don't have to come in the context of a sunday gathering but in my experience they often have there's often or at least with with other believers you together you're worshiping and maybe it's a a profound encounter of joy maybe it's a new release in spiritual gifts maybe it's a fresh sense of boldness to pray for healing or to preach the gospel or whatever but so many different ways the spirit works but I think by focusing in this way, I think it'll give us an opportunity to have times of you know ministry, times of prayer, where people can really step in and encounter God in a yes. way that just yeah we it is it's, it's life is busy on Sundays and yeah. you know meetings are, are tight and we've got lots of things we need to teach teach on and address and we have multiple meetings all these dynamics would do make it a bit harder to just go right we're going to really just wait for God and and trust that people are going to powerfully encounter Him. So yeah, yeah. I think. That's what I'm really excited about. And I'm, I'm trusting that God... I want God to do something
0: in me as well. I mean, yeah. not just in
1: kind of people out there. I, I really feel that for us as well. So,
0: yeah, very exciting. No, I'm the same. I think that you sort of think churches today as included and the kind of the desire to long for the Holy Spirit is just so essential. I know Martin Lloyd-Jones just spoke about sort of the, the two dangers. Obviously, one is that people... Um, you know, kind of ignore, ignore scripture or take their experiences to be yeah. more important than scripture. And obviously that that's a huge danger. We want to go into that. We don't just kind of want to be experience-led, if particularly if it's contrary to what scripture is teaching, obviously. But obviously the other danger, which is maybe just as, if not more dangerous, is to actually limit the experience of the Holy Spirit and limit all the things that scripture has because of our own experience and because of what we've, kind yeah. of our own knowledge and kind of being almost reducing actually the full experience of the Holy Spirit yeah. because we're a little cautious or we don't kind of, you know, maybe we, we, we don't like unusual or disorder or the, or the supernatural in general is kind of, or we don't like the supernatural. Yeah. And I think it's very easy to go into actually that danger and, and limit what God really wants us to experience and know of the Holy Spirit. i making it
1: up. Did Lloyd Jones? I feel like he said. And the second of these, I believe, the second of these is the greater danger. Yeah, I think. I think he quote, probably he has.
0: I, I, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, I think he does. And I think, particularly in you know, kind of our churches in in the UK, is yeah. is it is more of a danger. We're more likely to lean that way, just not actually living lives in the supernatural and yeah. experiencing just daily walking with the Spirit. Um, you know, we're more likely to limit it in that way, and so I think. For us to do this, I'm um, like you. I'm really excited about not only just as a church, but just in you know my own life. We want to yeah. experience more and more of the Holy Spirit, just in the way that we, you know, the way that we walk. We want to be those who walk in the Spirit, which is yeah. the Scripture talks about. Yeah. And so, I mean, it'd be good to hear a little bit of your own story, just your own journey yeah. of just you know, obviously, I'm um, salvation and all, but just you know, learning what it means to walk in the spirit what it means to be filled with the spirit just yeah, yeah it'd be great just to hear yeah, I think some of your that journey that was really formative
1: for me i think experiences of the of the person and work of the spirit have been very formative for me probably in two main ways i think the there's a sort of prophetic dimension which i might want to mention and be interested to hear that for you as well yeah. and and just sort of i think as particularly as a young and new christian in some ways just making christianity feel real Mm, Which is very wishy-washy thing to say, because of course it's, it's no more real just because I happen to read what you just said. You don't want to appraise universal truth just by your own experience of it. But as a young Christian, as a teenager, yeah. seeing God work in mighty power in friends of mine or in me, miraculous stories, spirit, spiritual gifts. But you know, for me, speaking in languages, when in my first sort of first time, I was aware of like a profound, oh my goodness, God is here, kind of thing and some of those experiences which me 13 14 15 that kind of you know yeah. quite young but in a way that makes you think this is this is real i don't think i'm going to be able to go back from this point and go ah oh, wow it was just a kind of a moment or a
0: yes. it
1: was hyped up because actually in many cases it, it it wasn't at all and then i and similarly with signs and wonders with healings or dramatic miracles where you just feel like it's not, again, it's not like we need those. And actually Jesus warns us against like requiring signs to believe in a way beyond what he's already done. But at the same time, he does graciously give us so many demonstrations of his power. And that just grounds the sense of confidence. God is at work. And even sometimes the unexpected of what will God do now? So that's probably part of it. The other part of it for me is, as I say, is the prophetic thing, which I think I've just been very, I don't know, it's just powerful times of being where someone has got up and started prophesying of different people and said, this is what's going on in your life. And it's like, what? And then this, you know, this is where you need to go now. And 20 years later, they still are. And this guy bursts into tears. And that guy says, right, I'm now going to move my family across the country. And then he comes to me and says, and this is what God's telling you. And he starts talking about manuscripts and an editor writing to you to say, I want to publish this book. And I'm like, that was this morning. I got an email for the first time ever. I wasn't, I was 27. Like, But he knows what's in my inbox, like this guy (laughs) who is prophesying and that's never happened. No one here apart from me and the guy who leads my church knows that that even was something that was on the table. And this guy I've never met in a room full of leaders says, you've had this romantic challenge in your life and you're upset about it. And he's just broke, his engagement's just broken up. It's quite a risky thing to say in a room of pastors. You need to move and he did and he's still there. And you're going to publish a book, and an editor's going to write to you. I'm like, that happened. That was in my inbox at nine o'clock this morning, and that now that I've had actually a bunch of things like that, but that was one particularly where I thought, God, God knows it. He knows everything, and He's yes. a, mindful of it all. And he, and he cares enough about me to tell me. And I think it just means that then when you make life decisions, you go, God, God yes. really does know, and He really does speak. Um that would be one of many actually yes. I've shared stories before about our, our third child you know that's why and, and the move here and the staying in Eastport and lots of things we've done have been prophetically led but I think when that happens you go God he's a speaking God he, yeah. he cares and he uses other people to
0: communicate to us so those for me have been some of the most powerful ones what about you Yeah I mean I've I've had Various, but even just to, to circle back on the, on the prophecy thing, because I imagine that there's lots of people in our church and our community that you know, over years, particularly have been in church a while, have had words or, you know, people come and bring a prophecy and encouragement. And it'd be, I'd, I just thought it'd be great to hear a bit about how would you advise or how have you just discerned some of those? Some of those would be really clear, you know, to weigh a prophecy. Well, you, mm. you've received an email at night. You don't need to do much weighing when someone, mm. you're thinking, oh, wow, this yeah. is of God. But there's other, obviously other things people may come bring something. Yeah, how would you sort of tend to just go through the process? You know, it talks mm. about weighing prophecy. Mm. How would you just go about yeah. doing that?
1: That's good. Um so the the most obvious one is is through scripture. And I think that can be I think you have to be you have to know scripture. Or sometimes you have to know scripture well yes. to be able to pick up. Are there any areas where this is in conflict with? So, but that's a, the most important filter. Obviously, is yes. does this actually conflict? Because sometimes people do bring prophetic, what they think is prophetic revelation. And you think actually, think, just think that's even in conflict with scripture, or at least scripture would lead me to believe that that was an unwise thing to do um yeah and uh you, you know I, I i won't give lots of examples <laughs> as a, you know pastor particularly in, my, in the previous church just people would would come with prophetic revelation they felt was of god and you'd hear anything yeah that's not wise like yeah. for the church <laughs> so there's that but i think sometimes the personal stuff you just don't know if it's true or not like I, yeah. how, how would i know let's say he'd said an editor's going to approach you and that hadn't just happened that morning how would i know and so i think there there is obviously the weighing of weighing of prophetic words in community with people who know you, with if you're married, with your spouse, with close friends, with people in your household, with leaders and fellow pastors, in my case, and so on. But, and and I think sometimes there is an inner witness of the spirit where you think the spirit's resonating with this in me, going that you need to take that seriously, even though it's not obvious why. But I think there are also moments where you say, do you know what, I just don't know if that's going to come about. But I think that the bar for knowing, for being certain it's of God, has to get higher, the more the change that the prophetic word is calling from me requires. So if someone says, this is what's going to happen, I'm like, you know what, that doesn't require me to do anything. I might go, okay, maybe that is of God, and maybe it's not, but I don't actually need to do anything at this point. I can wait, and if it is God, I go, God spoke. And there's actually quite a bunch of that in the Bible. Like, ask of a sign... And then the sign comes later and confirms the Lord has spoken by me. Didn't happen when he gave the word, happened when it came about. When it comes. So that's fine. But if someone says you now need to move your family to Liechtenstein or whatever, (laughs) then I think, okay, now I need more confirmation because the change it's requiring of me is much more dramatic. And I think, so in a way, there's a sort of prudence, or it sounds like a very old-fashioned word, but yeah, wisdom is to what, what what would I need to do if this were true? And the more that is, the greater that change is, the mm. more confirmation I would need. And yeah, I think yeah, I would expect good. at least two or three witnesses, is the biblical language, isn't it, for something that required a move to Liechtenstein, whereas if it's... This move is to Hawaii, happen. maybe just wrong do. witness. And I do think that's just, there's a bit of common sense in there, <laughs> yes. I think, about that. So scripture, friends and family and household pastors, but also, and, and the inner witness, but I think there is a wisdom call on some things, which will never be reducible to what other people said, no, but it's still principles.
0: important. No, it's good principles. Now, I, I always remember Steve, obviously Steve Tibbet would uh, sort of chat to me on this years ago, advice to me when you sort of receive a prophecy about you're going to do such and such. And I remember his counsel was always just, like he said, that may happen, just just be faithful what's in front of you right now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of rather than pursue that necessarily, just pursue God and yeah. be faithful. And kind of don't get, you said, put it on the shelf. Don't get too caught up on kind yeah. of, oh, I'm. This is you know when and yeah, how, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. just keep being faithful. Keep serving God with what's in front of you. And like I said, it it it, it will happen in God's time. So, yeah, I, I think my own experience would have been, obviously, a teenager. You know, kind of saved going to New Day would have you know youth festival that we run. That those would have been moments I think of just real experience of. Kind of oh wow you know uh, that kind of realizing the Holy Spirit is um, it's not an, an, a sort of optional extra you know it's kind of for those sometimes you know when you sort of re- read the scriptures you realize no this was just what it was to be a follower of Jesus this is not oh, those are for the, you know that that's for the kind of the extroverts or those are a bit wacky or the charismatic. Yeah. Like, no no this is yeah. not an optional extra for a few people that think oh yeah we love to experience the Holy Spirit. So you read you read Acts. I know this was just what it was to, to know and walk with God you just you know you just lived in the spirit and I think understanding that as a teenager similar 14 15 16 you know being prayed for um re- receiving prophecies and, and things like that but also a real change in me I, I've often described it as when I started taking Jesus seriously mm-hmm. I always say that when I'm about 15 but what I begin to realize is it was more actually I begin to be filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and I think You know, at 15, I'm going back into year 11 and I'm at that new day and, you know, meet with God in quite a powerful way. And then still I go back and I'm suddenly like, I want to be really bold. There was a a, a kind of an equipping to be bold. Whereas before in school, being a teenager is quite tricky. But suddenly at 15, I'm like, no, I want to tell everybody that I'm a Christian. In fact, you know, and obviously in the scripture you get that. There's a, when the spirit comes... And, and, and kind of it, the apostles are, you know, for the boldness to witness and to do all these things. Yeah, And that was definitely the case for me because before there would have been a nervousness and embarrassment, shyness, i have been quite an extrovert, but just hmm. not about faith. And, um, and obviously that's when I would have gone back and suddenly everybody knew pretty quickly, oh, Joe's a Christian. And you, you know, you fall out of people. And I've often told the story that I'd, you know ended up going into the first day back in an re class trying to tell the re teacher i'm a christian now no, you're not. You know, I, didn't, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't the best behaved. No, you're not, and I know I am. No, you're insulting those that are Christians. She was a Christian. <laughs> you're not a Christian. <laughs> no, I am. You know, and get sent out the class in the end. And I was you got sent out for being I got, saved. I got sent out. For, a, I said like persecution. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I counted the cost. You know, sent out cause I kept telling her, and then I started carrying a Bible. Get my Bible out the bag. Where'd you get that from? My Bible. You know, uh, I always say, if Miss Loughton ever does listen to this, you know, I'm still going. You know. I'm still, I'm, I'm still going. Um, and so I think that's just a, a power to witness. But for me, the, the biggest thing as a teenager was getting over the difference between you'd go and you'd see people at New Day or any sort of event, even at church, experiencing the Holy Spirit in a physical way and you think, what's wrong with me? Because I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not crying, I'm not shaking, or I'm not rolling on the floor or laughing uncontrollably. Some of the things that happens to people, you know, when they're meeting with God, you think that's not happening to me, why not? Oh, okay. So you would often be the... Yeah, sometimes you like the just, one out, like, Yeah, you'd feel like, what's going on? You know yeah. what, am I not... Me- and, and I know loads of young, but I'm not, I just want to meet with God. And, and and I think there was a learning of, as I've got older, that when you encounter the Holy Spirit, you know, and we use different, you know, you spoke different words, baptised or filled or, or encounter all these different things, it's, it's something that happens to you. It isn't something that you generate yeah. generate, or there's, there's no way to and when you sometimes you heard teaching oh no, if you do this and do this and do this there's obviously always things we can do to help you know being in them but you can't generate it yeah. and you can't and i think that was a real journey for me as a teenager learning i oh, know yeah you can't just you know it's what happens to you and and and, and i think I, I learned that and then also realized that this is not about an experience and it was uh one of the, the sort of the New Day leadership team, by, you know, actually a friend of mine now, Livy Gibbs, who I remember first hearing her actually in a seminar talk about the difference between the Holy Spirit not being a fix to experience, but actually being a friend. And and that that really changed my thinking. Yeah. You know, this is not just a fix that we need to oh, just need the next experience. had a great time on Sunday. Can't wait for next Sunday when yeah. I get to experience the Holy Spirit again. This is a completely wrong way of thinking. Actually, no, this is the Holy Spirit is a friend who is with me at all times yeah. and walks with me and I can have relationship with and know personally and is a friend to, to help me and encourage me and support me and, and, and reveal more of Christ and more of the Father to me and do all yeah. of those things. And that for me would have been a big, um, yeah, a big shift, I yeah. think. Uh, so can I ask you then?
1: Yes. We How how would you then advise people who, how do you rightly not practice what you've just said without yes. becoming passive, without sort of, well, I'll just wait and see, you know, just, you, know, <laughs> yeah, you, know yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and that kind of. Because you actually got again it's back to Lloyd Jones, like you've got two dangers. You you there's one where you mm. try and engineer everything, but then you've also got a well, if God wants to, he'll do it. You know, what's the yes. and, and just a slightly sort of shrug of I know some of that is a spiritual posture, I guess, is a, yes. but but are there things that you'd say you you'd counsel people, I think it's good to do this. If you're gonna you yes. know, sometimes people sort of say, you know, let's it, lots of we've, we've joked before about phrases like "let's lean in" or "press in" things like that. And, yes, yeah, and yeah. You've, I remember when I first met you, I remember having a conversation about this. You're like, "What's it mean? What's <laughs> it? <voice>? What? <laughs> yeah. Pressing? What do you mean?" Yeah. But but now, could you cash out a bit? What do because you know what? I know what people mean when they mean that. So yes. how would you advise people, to, even in this in this series, what kinds of yeah. things should we do, or what's the posture we should bring? I was just saying, I want God to be at work in my life, but I don't want to drum that up out of nowhere. But neither do I want to be passive.
0: Yes. Uh, I, I think it's very good and it's something that I've often I, I probably would have over years in just you know something you had to sort of grow and repent and can lean into cynicism can be cynical at times and that can be a danger particularly when in, you're in a meeting where you know people are meeting with God you can very easily become cynical and you have to guard your heart against that I think I think there's there's obviously an element of personal, your own personal life, and then obviously when we're gathered together as a church. I think on a personal level, I mean, you have to give yourself time to be able to walk and be with God. Um, and, you know, you have to create space in your just your day-to-day life where, I mean, life can be very quick and very fast-moving, particularly, you know, the context we live in in London. But uh, I, I just know myself, so to lean in for me on a daily basis, get time in the scriptures. We spoke before about... You know, one of the one of the you know the way that Christ revealed Himself to is through the Word of God. So, being in the Scripture to have communion and fellowship with God, and you're speaking to God at the time, God, I thank you for your you know reveal more of Yourself to me through the Word. As I you know, help me by yeah. Your Holy Spirit yeah. to just as I read this, let it come alive. Let you know, speak to me through it. Let these verses or let that thing just resonate. And and so that would be a big thing for me. Just all you know, and that's every morning. Just you know, at the, at the dining table, God, you know, you open the Bible wherever you do that. And I think when care all of you know everyone in our church, you know, getting time in the Word, yeah. whether it's on the on the train on the commute, whether it's ten minutes before the kids get up, whatever it is, you know, just getting time. God, speak to me for your Word today, and just verses, a few verses, a chapter, whatever it is. So, so that'd be a, a big one, and just creating space, you know, after you've read, you know, often after you read and just waiting, God, you know, just you know praying it through. So there's there's a personal level. Mm. And also doing things that we know. I know that just walking helps me. You know, just yeah. even walking to work sometimes. Uh, walk Short walks to the bus. I get the bus this morning. It's a, it's a 10, 15-minute walk to the bus stop. Just helps me. I just put, you know, just to get time to just, you know, put in some worship music maybe, just a walk. Just thinking, you're praying, you're just doing yeah, those yeah. things. Just all, just to kind of helps. Just running stuff over. So I think there's that. And then I think on, in, in a kind of corporate setting when we're all together, there is definitely physical things that I think yeah. make it. We're physical beings, and so I think if I'm in a meeting and there's you know there's some song worship going on and maybe there's ministry time going on, I know if, if I sit down and cross my arms, I just know I'm I'm just as much as I want to, but I'm just not going to be engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's true. If yes, I just yeah, sit yeah, down, yeah, yeah. Cross, I mean, the big thing is if I decide make a choice to get my phone out, well, straight away I'm just distracted. You know, I think one of the biggest dangers of us encountering God is distraction. And that, you know, that can be in a range of things. So, you, so I think physical posture does make mm. a difference, which is why we would say, why don't we lift our hands? Why don't you shut shutting your eyes? Is There's not spiritual we say all the time. It just stops you literally being distracted of, oh, so-and-so's mm. going to the toilet. And, oh, I, I didn't realize that they were here. Oh, I haven't seen them for a few weeks. It's mm. You know, th- those sorts, we're, we're humans. So I just think, you know, physically... Leaning into me would be all right. Let me really want to be in a posture of receiving. Let me open my hands because that it does it just physically. Going to, God, I'm open to you. I'm not closed in. I'm I'm, I'm open oh, yeah. to what you're doing. I'm I'm, I'm going to close my eyes because it stops me from being distracted from everything else just going on around me. Not I have to shut my eyes, but it helps me. Mm. Um And so I think physically, there's things that we can definitely do um to kind of to help us. And then I guess just guarding your heart from you know people know where we can lean into being cool, I think. Thinking the best of others, thinking the you know, loving one another. I think you know, encouraging that that sort of thing. Yeah. I think really really helps. And what about uh, what about you? Any yeah, I, really, I often I talk missed? about the physical
1: thing. I'm a big, I'm
0: big, big fan. I think
1: some of that is I'm, I'm probably quite a physical person, but I do. I just think the Psalms are absolutely full of it, and I do. Yes. So I don't even think it's just there. Is there are some some literally physical postures create more different even emotions, like as in yes. if you stand like that you actually after what you feel different than if you sit like this, yeah, like right. it, as some of it is just very basic about physicality, but some of it is just God given instruction and, and you know, things like kneeling you, which is not, it's funny. We've got different biblical instructions, yes. which different churches weight differently. So there's some churches where you'd kneel every week, but you never yeah. raise your hands. And then you'd have yeah. other oh, churches. And I might be more like this where in a week I'll be more, raise my hands most weeks, but might not kneel very often. So, yes, and I think, but even just going, going that and, and, even just when the Bible talks about, you know, standing in prayer, as if that's the natural, and there would be for Jewish people, that often would well, stand, it wouldn't just head between your knees kind of thing. Yes. Some of those things really help. I find, I, I think, yeah, singing and music are often associated in Scripture with God yeah. moving and prophetic revelation, you know, the classic one of sort of, okay, bring me a musician. Yes. And then a musician appears and then they prophesy. <laughs> yeah. You know, that that, that is some, that's partly how we're wired and God's made us that way. Um, and like you, I think also the, the battle against the battle against unbelief in your heart, particularly when God is doing things in others that is not the way you would respond. And so I've had a have been a lot of times like this where um, I'm, I'm more I probably had more visible noisy reactions. In fact, if you and I were in the same ministry time fifteen years ago, you might be going, "What's this clown over here doing?" <laughs> yeah, 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 and then exactly. he's not doing. It. But actually, I, I am a bit more like that. But I, certainly, when you see that God is touching someone else and they might be often you know as you say crying laughing shrieking or dancing around and that's not happening to me to immediately go no no this is that's not this isn't my concern this is God's there God's her father as well or his father as well yes. and he's ministering to them in a different way and maybe at times people's reactions including mine can be yes. unwise or might sometimes I've had this where someone might have to say hey just you know turn it down turn it down yeah. because it's distracting yeah, yeah. others and that's fine i mean we we're, we're in control of our of our bodies in that sense but um But I do find that that sort of the battle not to then get caught up in what God's doing elsewhere, the battle not to despise the quiet, and I think also to appraise what the Spirit is doing through you know, pursuing the deep things of God more than the external phenomena or the visible manifestation or whatever it is. So for for me, I always go to joy because I think if some, I remember hearing a story, an American pastor telling a story about a ministry he's in while everything's kicking off in the church that he was in, in the mid nineties. Yeah, And this woman comes in and just says, yeah, you know, I just, I just, I haven't been down, haven't fallen down once. And he's like, okay. And so what happens? You just, oh, I've just got this incredible sense of peace and joy. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, that's the whole point. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And you think Very let's, good. let's pursue that. Let's seek if, you know, joy unspeakable and filled with glory. Let's do And if, and God, sometimes God does that by, and has done in me, but I've, I've, I've properly you know done the whole shaking, falling, you know, all that kind of stuff. But that's not the only way that happens. Sometimes yeah. I'm being filled with the spirit as I'm singing in celebration and by the way, dancing is another one of those physicals. It just to physically celebrate. Yes. And I think if I leave that time in God's presence with my brothers and sisters, filled with joy, I say I've been filled with the Spirit, regardless of whether that's turned into. You know, and I've seen this, you know, there's gold dust on the hands. Of, you know, yes. I've, I've I've been in times like that. And I've seen yes. people speak in tongues that are actually other earthly languages. And someone yeah. says, I'm from Rwanda and she's just spoken my language. That's I've seen lots good. of those things. But in some ways, the thing I want more than anything else is for people to experience joy in God's presence That's and right. know they're loved by God. So um, I think it's just not using the wrong metric to appraise whether or not God is at work. It's yeah, important. no,
0: that, I, I think that is very good. And I think that would have been, yeah, even... even I could relate to that a lot and i think there'll be a lot of people as we're gathering on sundays in particular there, there will be some i'm sure that meet with god in quite a physical powerful way but yeah. I, I actually put it for the majority of people it will be what well, god what's going on internally mm. you know I, I i remember that once going you know forward to a, a ministry time before and these guys coming and praying and, and actually often what they were praying i end up almost it Kind of zoning out, and I remember just a deep, <laughs> overwhelming <laughs> sense of peace. Yeah. You know, <laughs> stop, yeah, yeah, to just be quiet. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm having a great time because you know, it's a time in your life where maybe you was go, going through quite a lot of things, I guess, personally. And it's just like, wow, you just feel the presence of God, just feel, and you sort of leave the place, sort of floating. You're like, wow, I just feel so at yeah, peace. Yeah. It, there's things going on, and I think that'd be people are going through a lot of things, and, and I think. I mean, Jesus spoke about that a lot. It's one of the things he said. My peace I give to you. You yeah. know, when he when he promised the Holy Spirit is yeah. coming, the Helper is coming, and he, you know, my peace I give to you. He's yeah, and, you and your joy
1: will be full. So actually, that you're, that's really good because that passage, in some ways, the, you know, you're preaching starting the series yes. with it, right? But, yes. But that passage is almost you don't want to do this where you play them off against each other. But you might say actually, he doesn't say anything in that passage really about spiritual gifts no, uh, that, which no. is not to disparage them of course no, of but course, it's just so. to say when he first introduced the disciples to why it's such good news that he's going and the spirit will come yes. he talks about i'm leaving you my peace you're going to be filled with joy you're going to yeah. love one it's the f- fruits of the spirit yeah yeah um and that, that's almost like the the, the I, I think if you were to prioritize you would say those things in some ways are, are they are more important that the gifts flow from that encounter and serve the church but with a view to bringing the church into a greater experience of love joy peace and the light like. so that's really helpful.
0: Yeah, no, and so, and I think that would be, be the reality, I guess, for for a lot of people. That'd be my hope, actually, as, as we're doing the series. I know for my own self, to know, yeah, to have more of joy in the Lord, and to you know have more peace and all those things would, would be great, and also just a, um, you know, sort of the, the longing for the supernatural. Yeah. And and knowing that actually, when you when you read the gospel, you just can't get away from it. When you read the scriptures, you know, we always talk about wanting to be a New Testament church. And um, when you, you you cannot read the book of Acts without seeing just the, the power of the supernatural and the way that mm. God moved in mm. in incredible ways, uh, and, and and longing you know you know the kind of we don't just want the gifts we want the giver but 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 in pursuing Him th- things things yeah. will happen and and if and if we don't do that, I know quite sometimes we think oh what will. Outsiders think and, and obviously you have an order in your church meetings and Paul talks about that, but but often people um people kind of it's one of the things that draws people to, to Christianity. Yes. I think, wow, this yeah, yeah. These miraculous things happen. Yeah. You know, people get healed or or someone, you know, knew that I had an email had no idea yeah. about that, or just, you know, and so those things do actually draw people and and, and and you see that time and time again. And if we don't pursue the supernatural, you know, in, in the end people go, What you know, what are we doing in the end, yeah. you know, well, the things of the Spirit? You think, oh, we, we can teach great, we can do all of that. But you go to a church meeting and you think the only way you encounter God is through, wow, that's incredible teaching, praise God for that, it's needed. But also, wow, really, you know, yeah. both through the teaching and through just times of ministry yeah. and times of singing, wow, God was really present Yeah, yeah. God was really in that meeting. Yeah. You know, that's what, in many ways, is the presence of God that separates us. This is just a which is a get-together or a you know, yeah. community group. You know, people can find community down the gym or down the, the you know, a a kind of a plain stay group, but no, 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 we're not here just for community, we are a community of people, but we, we gather together to meet with God. Yes, you know, we, amen. we, we that's what we do, we go and meet with God, and we do that through the you know, through, through His Word and through the sacrament, all those things, but also to to um encounter His presence. And so, you no, know, I'm I'm really looking forward to the just two one other series. thing that
1: I know we're going to talk about one or two other things before we finish, but the value I think of witnessing to. Ways in which God has worked miraculously in your life, even in the context of a series like this, Mm. is so high because it's so – I don't know why God's economy seems to work like this, but I've, I've definitely witnessed it, and I'm sure you have, that faith rises as people share. Someone says, I've been healed, and this is what happened. I came into this room like this, and this is what God's done seems to make other people more likely to be healed it just mm. always seems because people faith rises and people begin to witness and say god God's this is god's at work and everyone starts to and then you just people are open for god to do more and that's not only true of physical healing that's to me yes. one of the most obvious ones. you and i like a new day yes. would be a great example but where you often see you literally hundreds and hundreds of teens yeah. not just getting healed of oh, i had a bit of a headache and now i don't although praise god because everyone in that <laughs> position <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. blessed but I mean, but things that like have incredible. no medical... Every year we give witness, don't, don't we? To, yeah, this is, has got no medical up, yeah, explanation. Yeah, Doctors literally on their NHS form says, we don't know what this was, miracle cure kind of thing. And, and that often seems to be related to then bearing witness to it. And so other people receive... Faith, and then they grow. And I think that's true of prophetic ministry of all the spiritual gifts. Actually, that when no, people testify, so whether that's in on a Sunday morning, and at times it might be, or but in a group context, in, in mm. interpersonal relationships on WhatsApp groups, this is what God has done for me. You know, Jesus often says that to people, doesn't he? Mm. Now go away and tell everyone what the Lord has done. And that's right. If we don't do that bit, the faith—it's almost like the miracle stops with us. Yes, but it's when you pass it on, other people. It creates faith and That's space right. for others to
0: respond as well. That's right. It moves from being a, it's a self-indulgence to actually yeah. witnessing to what, what God has yeah. and will continue to do. So obviously the, the series as a whole, there's lots of ways that we're encouraging the church to be involved with. Obviously coming on, on the Sundays when we gather and we teach and we spend time in his presence, you know, obviously their own time. Hundreds of the of people in our church will be involved with groups midweek, um, you know, to just keep unpacking stuff, keep praying with one another, keep kind of, you know, doing all of that. Um, I, I guess one of the other things would be be helpful to do is just, um, I mean, you've written many books, but just books that maybe for those that kind of, you know, do enjoy reading ways to just continue to learn and grow you know, uh, uh, just on the things of the spirit. And so, obviously, one of the books I want to recommend is is your own. Uh, you, didn't <laughs> yeah, you, didn't, you didn't pay me to do this. You're doing it. Yeah, you didn't pay me to do spirit and sacrament. Is it true that you carry a, a box load in your boot and you flog them for two for one outside the sites? Or yeah, you it's know, if in someone No comes, way, true as you well. <laughs> I think know. that I think that that would be a good thing. Spirit and sacrament. The spirit
1: will guide you into all truth.
0: Though, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> it's a. It's obviously. I mean it helps elaborate. It's a fantastic book. And obviously, like the things we said, when we gather, lots of what we do is we, we do. We enjoy the sacraments and we experience the spirit. And I know that you've, um, you know, I don't know if you want to say anything about this book. No, um, I, I, just I think you,
1: you put it well. But uh, just joy and grace at the heart of our experience. But also, I think for those who need a Almost like it was a theological case for yes. pursuing. So that's more that kind of book. Yes, um, but there's of some testimony in there as well. But it's more a it's less inspirational and more like a
0: theological, a theological explanation of why the church needs to be this kind of community. That's right, and that's um and obviously we we sell that you know that's obviously available to, to, to buy I mean, often at our sites and and or online everywhere where you buy normal books. Um, and I don't know if there's any other books you recommend. I've got I've got a
1: couple here. There's one that I haven't got with me, which I want to recommend at the end. Um, yeah, the, this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a massive book. <laughs> you can tell from the size of this, you will be yeah, able to... It's a proper book. Some people are going to tap out and go, that's just... What, but it's the just it's a fantastic there's a minute, book. It's a book called God's door in, God's Empowering Presence by Gordon Fee, who's a Pentecostal yes. theologian. Um, and it's just a masterpiece. On For those of us, those are more like, for me, it, the experience thing, great, but I need to be convinced and I need to understand. I want to make sure I've thought this yes. through rigorously. Now, there's people like that. This, so this is like a sort of an academic, but a Pentecostal who one of my favorite lines of his, he says, when I was growing up in the church, you had fools on fire and scholars on ice. Yes. You had people who just didn't didn't know anything, but they were really zealous. Yeah. And then you had people who knew everything and had no passion at all. And he said, there is an alternative and it isn't to have fools on ice. Yes. So we want scholars on fire, which is very much a characterization of him as well. And this is just a it's basically a treatment of all of the references to the Holy Spirit in Paul's letters to give almost a systematic theology of the Spirit. I think it's fantastic, but it is yes. huge. Most people, it won't be for you, but it is if you like that, it's great. And then... Um, Martin Lloyd Jones's second one I did, Martin Lloyd Jones's Joy Unspeakable on the Baptism yes. and the Gifts of the Spirit. This is your book. copy because it's a, it's a you snarked my copy because you thought it looked too yeah, old. and looked old,
0: old hat. It just looked a bit rough. And if people went on to Amazon to find it, they'd probably think they it was the wrong, wrong enough, book because, yeah, you know, it's, oh, it, it's been republished. It, but this
1: is, so this is a specifically a book on the baptism and gifts in the Holy, of the Holy yeah, Spirit. And then the third I was going to mention, because it's much more the sort of storytelling book that inspires faith which i just love is a book by Jack Deere called Surprised by the Power of the Spirit. Yes. And i know i know Jack a bit now. He's an older man now, but he's just ministered in extra I've I've been to conferences with him and seen him and his prophetic team minister with extraordinary power and healing and prophet, like you know, you you send emails to people and say, i can't believe what i've just seen kind of things. Yes. But it's just a book filled with a mixture of stories and a a bit and some bible as well going this is why we pursue it, but some really remarkable stories which Helped me enormously when I was beginning to think, is this something that just happens for others, or is this like we as a church need to pursue this? Mm. So it's called "Surprised by the Power of the Spirit," and there's another book of his called "Surprised by the Voice of God" about prophecy. They're both really good, but quite different in form yes. to these ones. Yes.
0: So. No, it's good, and I think yeah. For, like I said, there'll be some that that really will, you know, want to do that, and um, you know, other resources if people want to come and chat, that's fine. But. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Like I so said, we're a couple of weeks in. I think we've got, got a little way to go. Uh, we want to ex- obviously, but we know that it doesn't stop at the teaching. You know, when the series stops, yeah. obviously we're we're excited about 21 days of prayer and fasting in the new year, just to kick yes. off again, seeking hungry. Let's seek God, give ourselves to prayer and to seek more of Him, because if we really want to see just transformation in our own lives, our own families, our own community, our own church, then you know we we need more of God, and yeah. so. Yeah, Andrew, it's been great to chat. Keep it's things around on the Holy Spirit. I'm i Yeah, really talk for a while. So um, yeah, thanks for taking time to chat with us. Nice one.